Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Starting Excite Podcast, where we're joined with the return of one of our special co-hosts, Matia Segni. It's been a while, Matia. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Nico. I'm glad to be back. Took a couple weeks off, but um, back on that grind with all the leagues starting back up, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So I say we get right to it, and uh, I'm happy to be back with you guys. For sure. And of course, we're also joined with our usual co-host that uh, has been with me the last few weeks, Spencer Shapiro. Spencer, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm happy that Matias is back after his couple months on summer <laughs> mode. I'm ready to start getting back in and talking about the All leagues. Right. <laughs> and I have to say we've missed uh, our uninformed co-host. To All right, we'll see how uninformed I am today. Yeah, well, I'm Let's sure. I mean, Matias has been out of the loop a little bit. And whether you're happy he's back or you're not happy he's back. I feel test like... my knowledge. Test my well, knowledge well, right we'll now. We'll test it. Let's go. I feel like we see Let's Spencer is kind of semi-happy. I'm, I'm kind of semi-happy too. No, I'm uh, joking. We're pretty happy to see him back, but it's been a lot of there's been a lot of news that he's missed, and we'll get his opinions on those throughout the next few episodes. We'll kind of catch him up, but we're gonna start off just hop right into it, where we saw the Premier League uh, start this past weekend, match day one thirty eight, and there were quite a few interesting games, um, especially the one where Liverpool and Leeds played at Liverpool. Game finished four three to Liverpool, and me and Spencer we said this coming into it, it was going to be a close game. And I believe Spencer, did you take you took Liverpool, right? Yeah, I did take a Liverpool. I I believe I took a Liverpool two one, but I definitely was not surprised that at how close of a game it was. I thought Leeds were phenomenal. Yeah. I think they definitely showed that they have the capacity to stay in the Premier League and maybe finish a little higher up on the table than a lot people a lot of people are expecting. And it's just great to have them back in the Premier League. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, the game—the game itself was super entertaining to watch. Uh, Matia, what, what were your thoughts on the game before we hop into, into mine? Personally, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of Leeds United, even though I really haven't kept up with them until like last month oh, when they won the their bandwagon when they got promotion, but. <laughs> Um, I'm a big fan of their coach and and his story and their team. Even though a lot of the players who who was the player that scored it wasn't wasn't it an American Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison. He was actually yeah. born in or he went to high school not that far away from us, just a couple hours away. He went he came up through the New York City Academy and he's yeah. actually eligible to play for the U.S. national team so as shot- well as the English one. Shout out to him from the Starting Eleven podcast. But uh, apart from that, I think Leeds really showed good fight. And unfortunately, they they didn't get any points from the game. Uh, Liverpool ended up winning barely, scraping. Uh, we saw a bad game from Virgil van Dijk and Trent Alexander-Arnold. But I think they'll be able to pick the pace back up and show what they're really what they're really about later on in the season as the season goes on. I don't doubt that they'll get back to to how like their form from last season, but I think this shows that Leeds definitely has the potential of finishing mid-table and even above the mid-table. So I think they have a nice team, good budget. It's great to see them back in the prem and it's just really exciting. For sure. No, for sure. And I think as you say, this game was super exciting, and I think Leeds had nothing to lose coming into this game. Opener, a newly promoted team against the main champs. Yeah, they showed that exactly. They went for it, and that's as you say. I mean, that's something that I love about Marcelo Bielsa is that he's willing just to go for it. 
um, no matter who the opposition was. And it's super, it's pretty disappointing that, you know, their new signing from Valencia, Rodrigo, for $40 million, comes on and gives mm-hmm. away the penalty that uh, Salah converts and, and Liverpool win that way. But I think, you mm-hmm. know, what really stuck out to me the most was I was pretty disappointed in Liverpool, I have to be honest with you. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, we've, we've talked about it on previous episodes that Liverpool have been a little disappointing since the restart last year and then against Arsenal in the final. And mm-hmm. I thought Trent had quite a bad game, really. Uh, Salah had, I thought Salah was a bright spot, though, because he was lively in his, especially that volley goal, which mm-hmm. is an amazing hit. Um, Definitely I, the best player. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely the best player on the pitch. And he looked, he looked great. Uh, Van Dyke it's pretty unfortunate. You know, you don't see that a lot from him, but that happened. I think, you know, for Liverpool, when they come up against, and we'll talk about this game coming up this weekend against Chelsea, which I think they're definitely going to respond uh, way better than this game. It was it was a little bit of a struggle. It was a little bit hard to watch in a sense. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I can't say that I'm necessarily surprised. What about you, Spencer? Uh, I definitely wasn't surprised. I definitely, I feel that Leeds are definitely a dangerous team and they were very much able to catch out Liverpool on the break. Yeah. And Liverpool definitely were not as sharp as they needed to be at the back and were punished for it. 100%. And I think, mm-hmm. well, again, we'll hop into the next game, so I'll save that for later. But we're going to shift over to the other game that we saw um, on that first week was Chelsea against Brighton. And, of course, it wasn't Chelsea's uh, super strong team. They were missing you know, guys like Thiago Silva, um, Chilwell, and a few others. But we saw the d- debuts of Havertz and Werner in the Premier League. And, I, you know, it was a 3-1 com- comfortable win. But, I, again, I, was, I wasn't also very um, enlightened, I guess I'd say, by Chelsea. I thought it was a little kind of, kind of an awkward game. I thought Kepa also on that one goal really screwed up. But, I mean, Matia, what were your thoughts? Uh, first of all, I'd like to shout out Reese James for his beautiful, yeah, beautiful goal. Uh, I think everybody must have seen that on social media. But I think he's just a really bright spot in that in that team. Reese James, you know, he's a very young right back who has a lot of potential to be one of the best. And so I think people have to watch out for him coming up. And of course, as you said, Nico, it was, it was a weak lineup. They played the likes of Lasse Cheek, Jorginho, uh, Alonso, Christensen. So these aren't players that are usually going to be in the starting lineup. And of course, you can't expect the Ferrari that they have now as a team to start up and go fast yeah. from, from the get-go because with all these new signings, you saw Havertz didn't have the best performance. And I think it's going to take time and Chelsea fans are going to have to realize that it's not going to snap into place all at once after a couple games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Spencer, what, what about you? I mean, maybe touch on Brighton. I think we both had – or no, did you have Brighton getting relegated as well? Yeah. Yeah, and what were your I, thoughts on, on the game? I mean, I definitely don't think it was a strong performance by them. No. But at the end of the day, whether they stay up or not is not going to be decided by a game against Chelsea earlier in the season. So I don't think it's that huge of a loss for them. Yeah. But it still was not a good performance. And... I still don't have much hope for them to stay up. Well, 
I mean, I feel like Brighton is one of those teams that people always say every every season they say, yeah, Brighton's going to get relegated, but they always find a way to like barely stay up. And with mm-hmm. players like Ben White, Lalana, and Trossar coming in, I think I don't know they they could possibly pull up an upset this year. Of course, as Spencer said, you can't judge that off one game, but right. I don't know. This season's going to be interesting. I mean, I just don't have much faith in those signings compared to a lot of the signings the other team has, other teams have made because so many pre- Premier League teams have spent so much money yeah. this summer to stay in the league. It's just getting so competitive from top to bottom. It's just a very difficult league to stay up in. But mm-hmm. it, they will be an interesting team to watch at the bottom half of the table. Yeah, 100%. Of course, we, we saw Lalana have to go off after, what was it, like 30, not even 30 minutes or so, um, which is kind of disappointing for his debut in Brighton for, in, the, in the Premier League after that move from Liverpool, of course. And, yeah, again, I mean, just I think I think Chelsea wants to get their full squad. We'll, we'll, we'll pick it up and they'll start going. And, um, and the, again, I think they're definitely going to be uh, – I think we all took them in the top four, and I think they're definitely going to be contending, um, if not for the Prem – but they'll definitely be contending for that top four spot. I think they'll be able to get it. But we'll move on again to another team that some of us, not me, but some of us have contending for the top four spot, which is Arsenal. And we saw them travel away to Fulham where they had a comfortable win against a team that I think we all have getting relegated this season, to be honest with you. But it was still a comfortable win. We saw the debut of William, who had an assist to Aubameyang, who had a lovely goal. And... I mean, it was, I don't know, it was, I guess it was kind of refreshing to see whether it's a weak opposition or not. Arsenal looked pretty in control, and their new signing, the new center back, Gabriel, also got a goal. And that defense looked okay. I mean, I thought I thought it was a pretty pretty good result. What about you guys? Yeah, I think it was definitely a great result. I think in the past, Arsenal have definitely struggled yeah. against, in games that they should clearly win. And this game, they just thoroughly dominated William three assists on his debut. Gabriel also with a goal. Abameyang, of course, got his goal. Yeah, and it was just an all-around great game for Arsenal. For sure, I definitely agree. I think. Well, one thing that we should notice also is that Ozil wasn't even on the in on the, the lineup. Bench. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of which is sad to see. But as you said, Spencer William just kind of looked like. Ronaldinho for a game and that's what you can expect from William going into the season I think he's gonna have a couple of those games where he just completely gets on fire and performs like we've never seen him do but I think this is really it was a great performance at Arsenal it's weird seeing El Nenny in the starting lineup yeah. but what can I say I think I'd like to I would have liked to see uh, Saka get some minutes and uh, Willock and a couple of those young boys but I think overall it was a great performance. Good to keep that clean sheet. And we can see that the new signing in Gabriel is, had a very good game. Very impressive. And if he keeps it up, he'll definitely be worth those 30-something million that they paid for him. For sure. And I want to ask, I want to ask you guys a question real quick. Uh, we saw William, of course, come into Arsenal and he had three assists. He had a good game. But what does that mean for someone like Nicolas Pepe, who came in, a uh, young kid, about 24, right? I think about 60 million or so. It was a pretty hefty price tag. 
and now he's on the bench for a 32-year-old. Um, you think you guys think that's going to be an issue maybe for Pepe um, in the locker room or something? You know, continuing to be on the bench, uh, being benched by someone at, at Williams' age. I mean, I feel like I, if I was Pepe, I'd be a little disappointed that that I'm already losing my spot. I mean, I don't think so, really. I mean, as you said, Pepe is a younger player. He didn't exactly set the league alight in his debut season with just five goals and six assists. And at the end of the day, you you have to work for your starting spot. And I'm sure he knows that at this point as a somewhat experienced professional. So... You, I have to. You have to hope he wouldn't take it personally because at the end of the day, Mikel yeah. Arteta has to choose the team that he thinks is going to win the game. But there are still many, many games remaining in the season for him to make an impact. He's still got some minutes off the bench, so I don't think it's. I don't think it should be that big of a setback for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true. It's only the first game, and I think there's definitely going to be time um, for Pepe to get into the into the roster and, and play well. But we'll shift over to another game, which I think, well, I guess I guess it's not really an upset in the sense I think Spencer, me and you both called this game. I think for an Everton win, mm-hmm. and they were able to do so one zero with the goal from uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the fifty fifth minute, and we saw the debut, of course, of James Rodriguez, who I thought actually looked pretty good uh, out in that right wing for Everton. And the midfield as well with, with Gomez and Ayan and Decore, new signings. Well, I guess not Gomez, but the rest of them looked strong. And I think, you know, me and you, Spencer, chose Everton as a sleeper. And they were able to beat Tottenham, who, I mean, I, I know I've been a little harsh on. Um, I, I think I, I should be, though. But, you know, what was your what was your thoughts about this game, Spencer? I mean, I thought... I thought it kind of went as I was expected, as we both predicted. Mm. Tottenham looked very flat. I think Everton could have won the game by more. Of course, Richarlison missed oh, that, yeah, that was very bad. easy chance. Mm-hmm. That was bad. So I think, I think this game pretty much went exactly how both of us thought. And, of course, Tottenham, as we'll get to in a minute, need, need new signings and got a couple, mm. but... I think Everton looked great and really showed why we both predicted them to have strong season. Yeah, Matteo, what, yeah. what about you? For sure, I think it's really exciting to see a team like Everton build a midfield like that with attackers, young attackers, and Richarlison, Keane, and um, Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin getting a goal. Uh, the only goal to get there was three points. They kept a clean sheet, and I think it's really promising uh, I think a lot of people um, after those signings are going to be expecting big things from Everton. Not like big things for, for like, you know, not top four, but maybe Europa League, definitely top 10. And I think this game really just proves and it's a statement not only for Everton, but for Mourinho's Spurs. And I think Spurs fans should be a little worried about their team and and in what direction they're heading after this game, because not only the outcome, but the way they played is a little bit worrying. For sure. And I got to be honest with you, I, I was harsh on Spurs for the season, and I'm going to remain that way. I thought Spurs looked pretty, I don't know, they still kind of bland. They didn't look like they were going to be, they didn't look dangerous. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't look dangerous. And of course, you know, 
they're going to try to solve that problem with the new signing of Gareth Bale um, on loan from Real Madrid, which I think is going to be huge for Bale to return. And I think, you know, of course, also Sergio Regulon from Madrid, who's a wonderful young left back. I think that was an amazing buy. And, uh, man, you really missed out on that one. But, you know, let me ask, let me ask you, Matia. There's a starting lineup up top of Harry Kane, Son, Bale, and possibly and probably Deli Ali running behind. Does that change anything for you? Um, for for uh, Tottenham, does that put put them maybe in the top four for you? Top four? Yeah. Absolutely not. I have yeah. no hope. I have no. I don't think anybody should should be placing Tottenham, especially the way they've been playing in their top four. I yeah. think there's far better teams who are more fit than them. I think Wolves are, are a team that are more fit than them. Leicester. I mean, these are the teams that with the new signings are obvious. What? What? Okay, Region is a new signing. Yes, I think it's a definite upgrade. Yeah. I think it's gonna hurt Sessegnon, the young left back, Ryan Sessegnon, yeah. the guy that they bought from Fulham. It's gonna hurt his development a lot because Region, if he fits in well, it's gonna be a player that's going to be playing starting for a long time but again we haven't seen Bale play yeah consistently true. consistent minutes for so long and the Liga Premier League is a big is a big jump and of course Bale played in the Premier League but that was when he was much younger and it was years ago and being on the bench so much and we just haven't I don't have proof enough uh, from yeah. what I've seen from Tottenham, from what I've seen from Bale, I don't think Bale and Reggiano are the two signings that are going to jump Tottenham from seventh, sixth place to fourth, third. Yeah, I mean, and Spencer, what about you? Do you think Tottenham are possibly a new top four sleeper or not yet? I mean, I definitely think I have more of an upside. I have more faith in those signings than Mattia does. I think Sergio Reguilon can be a really a game changer for Tottenham in the defense. I think fullbacks were definitely an area of weakness for them last year. Yeah. And Mourinho went out and got two very strong ones in Matt Doherty and Regulon. I think Gareth Bale, if he's if it's the Gareth Bale of old, and that's a giant if, can be a game changing player for Tottenham. Yeah. I think when or when he was in the Premier League, obviously that was a while ago. But he was one of the best players in the world, and really, and obviously got his big money move, which worked out somewhat in the end. But obviously not to the heights that people hoped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still think if he can get motivated, he is still a very very good player, and I. I think top four may be a bit of a stretch, yeah. but I still wouldn't be shocked if they maybe finished fifth or sixth in the table. All right. So that recaps the first week of the Premier League, and we'll touch on other teams like Wolves and Leicester, who both won um, convincingly in future weeks. But we'll move over to the game that are going to happen tomorrow and Sunday, and we'll start off with some predictions. We'll start off with, Man United, who's finally back in action, um, didn't play the first week, of course, with City. And they're going to be at home to Crystal Palace. I personally, as you guys know, whether you guys agree or disagree, I think it's mostly disagree, but I put Man United at second place in my prediction in the Prem. So I think they're going to come out and comfortably win. But what about you, Matia? What's your prediction for this game? 
Yeah, I, I think Man United being at home, even without fans, it's it's still going to give them an advantage over a Crystal Palace team that that made an interesting signing over, over the summer. Mm-hmm. But I still believe that Man United, with all the rhythm and all the... Um, the um, the good games the good string of games that they that they string together at the end of the last season I think they're going to be able to continue that um, I think a lot of people are going to be sleeping on Martial this year I think he's going to be up there for top goal scorer hot take but that's <laughs> that's what I'm predicting I think it's going to be a easy two nil win if not more for Man United I think they're going to keep that clean sheet okay Spencer what about you uh, I'm going to go a little bold here. I'm going to call a 1-1 tie. I think Man United are going to have a slow start to the season. I think they ended last year on, on such a high that they might struggle to get back in match fitness. Uh, I, I think Crystal Palace are definitely at an advantage already having played a game. I think Man United might struggle with the fact that they only played one preseason ga- game, which was a 1-0 loss to Austin Villa. Villa. Mm-hmm. So I think Crystal Palace might pull off a bit of a shock and for the second year in a row take points at Old Trafford. For sure. I think I know, I'm going to go, as you said, I'm going to go with a 3-1 win for May United. Uh, I think it's going to be a comfortable result. But we'll go over to the other game that happens at 3 o'clock. We see Arsenal and West Ham um, convincing against... Fulham and West Ham, I think we all we can all agree are going to be a relegation threatened, if not relegated team this year. So, Matia, what's your take on this predict on on this game? What's your prediction? Um, so this is a rivalry, London rivalry between two, one team that's struggling and one team that seemed to be struggling uh, at the end of the last season, as we all saw. But I think it's going to be a comfortable win for. For Arsenal, I don't, I don't. I really don't see West Ham putting up a fight. And again, as Nico said, they're going to be a relegation team this year. Maybe not relegated, but definitely yeah. in that zone. And <laughs> it's it's going to be Arsenal being at home. They're they're going to have a comfortable win. Hopefully, Arteta puts out a strong strong eleven. And if he does so, I believe they'll win by a two goal margin. Yeah, Spencer. Spencer, what what are your predictions? I'm predicting another Arsenal, another Arsenal win. I think they're gonna it's gonna be a relatively straightforward three one victory. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I think, um, I don't think Arsenal are gonna come out shooting get getting our three goals like they did against Fulham. Um, I do think West Ham. While I agree that they're gonna be a relegation threatened team, they are a little more used to the Prem. Um, and they were able to stay up last year. So I'm actually going to go with a little bit, maybe an upset, maybe not. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, it's an upset. I'm going to go with 1-0 West Ham. Um, while I do still think they're going to Okay, buddy. Oh, well, you know, I, uh, for me. Buddy, I, I haven't, I literally haven't watched football in a month. <laughs> and and you still, I mean, I haven't talked to you in a month, Nico. <laughs> I haven't been on this podcast in a month. And you're still spitting out. Bad takes. What's what's going on? Well, I mean, I, mean, what did I, I think miss, it's Spencer? been a what rough summer for Nico. He's yeah, he's Quarantine's really been outdone. 
Yeah, he's really been embarrassed by my FA Cup predictions okay. in which okay. week, on the weekly I'd be telling him exactly what was going to happen and he wouldn't really listen. I think he okay. really I think struggled Spencer, in the Champions Spencer. League. I think it's... I th- I think we have to stop um, criticizing Nico. We have to move <laughs> over to a league that he's a little bit more familiar with. Well, because... well, let, well, let me get my let me get my reasoning for my no, one zero already, upset. No, 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 the reason no. Is Nico, gonna, we no, don't. Because well, the reason is going to be important when it happens. I think West Ham, and I've always been a big fan of um, of West Ham, and, and well, you know, to an extent, I've always liked West Ham. I'll be honest with you, the Hammers, and I think. Arsenal. When's the last time Arsenal came out and and, and had back to back convincing results? No, I I can't even remember. So I don't think it's I think it's the same thing here. I don't think Arsenal are gonna be able to come out and get three goals or whatever. I think Aubameyang's gonna be shut down. Right. I think I'll Pepe's gonna hop back center. into the lineup. Not gonna do anything. And I think West Ham. Within I think Antonio's gonna score for West Ham towards the end. They're gonna win one zero. Oh, yeah, and we'll, and we'll be yeah. back to that for sure, uh, whether okay. I'm right or wrong. But we'll shift over to the big game on Sunday, um, where we see Chelsea facing off against Liverpool. Of course, it's not going to be Chelsea's fabulous new team with Joel and Silva and Ziyech, whatever. All these new guys. It's not going to be their fabulous new team. But still going to be a good game, I believe. And this is, you know, I think it's early on in the season. I understand that. But I think this is a big game for Chelsea. If they can win and set the tone that they're going to be competing with Liverpool. But I'm going to give your prediction first, Spencer, as a Liverpool guy. What do you think this, this game is going to be like? What do you think the result's going to be? I think Liverpool are definitely a team that needs a big performance, and I think they're going to get it in going to Stamford Bridge and for the second year in a row beat Chelsea 2-0. Tia, what about you? Hot take coming in, boys. I think Chelsea's going to grab a win. Mm. Easy, easy, easy 3-2. 3-2 win for Chelsea. Okay. But – before before Nico spits out another bad take, oh, wanna, we're gonna see, we're gonna see. I wanna I wanna shout out the Southampton Tottenham game. I wanna do another hot take. I think Southampton's gonna win. Well, for sure, we'll, we'll hop we'll hop to that game. Well, I guess we can do it real quick. I think Tottenham. We think oh, we think Southampton's gonna win. Well, actually, yeah. no, I'm gonna agree with you on that. I think Southampton's gonna win. We'll hop to that in one second. I think for the Chelsea Liverpool game, I actually agree with Spencer that Liverpool. I think Jurgen Klopp after that. Legionary game really is going to drill it into them that they need to relax and go back to a dominant performance. And I think I want to I'm going to take it up one notch further. And I'm going to go three zero Liverpool. I think it's going to be kind of a beatdown. I have to be honest with you. Oh my! Not God. to say that Chelsea won't have a good season. Not to say that Liverpool are going to win the Prem. But it's time. It's time that Liverpool have another dominant performance. And I think Chelsea are just kind of unlucky that they have to be uh, placed. You know, the second match of the season after. The Leeds United game. I think they're just kind of unlucky. It doesn't really matter who the team was. I think Liverpool are going to have a dominant win there. But yeah, that's obviously the Southampton Tottenham game, which will be played before that. And I agree with you, Matthias. I'm actually going to go with the Southampton win here uh, over Tottenham. A little bit of an upset as well. Um, Spencer, what, what are your predictions for that game? Uh, I think I actually, I actually am going to go for a bit of a boring nil-nil draw. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I, mm. I think. Southampton are a team that could finish a lot higher in the table than people think. Mm-hmm. And I, d- I really like their manager, Ralph Hasenhutl, but but I just don't think it's going to be that exciting of a game. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Tottenham are going to be in kind of a mode where they're waiting for their new signings to kind of settle in. And 
I think it's just going to be a boring nil nil. All right. Well, we do have to actually let Matia go right now. Matia, we'll see you on the next episode, though, I'm sure. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely next week. Expect me to be back on the show, guys. I'm sorry I couldn't do the whole episode today. I've been kind of busy. All three of us are going to be in college next year. And so this is the time of the year where it's going to be a little busy, but uh, well, hopefully. Matia, well, yeah. Matia, give us a quick Wolves Man City prediction <laughs> scoreline. Wolves Man City? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, um, <laughs> I have conf- I have confidence in Man City. I think yeah. they're gonna they're gonna win this game. Two two nil win. I think Wolves did beat them twice last year, and that was very surprising. But I think Man City are are gonna get back to winning ways as they always have, and I think they're gonna win this game. All right. Well, we'll see but you. In the next thank you guys episode. for having me, guys. Yeah. See you in the next episode. Cheers. All right, we'll we'll continue with me, you know, me and you, Spencer. Of course, let me get your yeah. prediction for this game. I think I have a feeling. I know what your prediction is going to be, but I'm not sure yet. So I'm gonna let you. What's your prediction for this? I think your inkling is gonna be right. I'm gonna take. A <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna take another Wolves victory uh, over Man City. Come I'm on. gonna go uh, two to one. I just think Wolves are a team who match up well against Man City. Yeah. I think they're physical. I think Adama Traor is definitely someone City struggle to deal with. And I I think Man City are going to start the season on a bad foot, which can, <laughs> could continue later on. Well, I'm not surprised by that <laughs> prediction. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to go with the Man City win. I mean, I, 2-0 like Matia. I don't know. Wolves, I like Wolves. They're going to be good. But for some reason, I just... Uh, Man City are going to come out. Guns blazing. 2-0. I think Sterling is going to grab both of them, too, just just to stick it to you. But but that does end up wrap up the Premier League for for this episode. Uh, we'll be back to the Prem, of course, after these games. Just having it this weekend. Um, and we're going to hop over right now to La Liga, which we did see kickoff. No Madrid, no Barcelona, um, no Atletico Madrid. So I know the big teams, the big teams, are game play. But... And we'll 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 pass over the first game. So we'll we'll go up to those teams in a future date. But for this weekend, uh, we do see Real Madrid start up, and they're gonna start up against Real Sociedad, which is actually a pretty strong game. Strong game, I think. Um, Real Sociedad, of course, eliminated them from the Copa del Rey quite badly last year. It was pretty embarrassing. But we saw Madrid win the Liga, the defending champions, going to Sociedad. Spencer, what do you think this game's gonna be like? Uh. I think it's going to be a, a straightforward 3-0 win for Madrid. Mm-hmm. I I think I think Madrid are going to have a relatively easy run in La Liga this year. And are, are we going to do our full La Liga predictions this episode? Maybe. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll wait for Messi, I guess, for the full ones. But let me get your one through four. Er, one through four. I'm going to go Real Madrid out one. Then I'm going to have a bit of a gap. I think they're going to have a relatively easy time winning the league. I think they're by far – I think they're the best team in the league. And they're a lot more cohesive than Barcelona at the moment. They definitely don't have the same backroom distractions that Barca have. But I'm going to go Madrid out one. 
I'm actually going to go Atletico at two. Okay. At three, I'm going to have Barca. And then four, I'm going to have Sevilla. I'll tell you what. I went bold taking Manu a second. So I'm going to continue that little bold trend. Rather, you know, you and Matia call it stupid or not. We'll see. But I'm going to agree with you in the first two. I think Madrid are going to win comfortably. I think Atletico are going to get second place. This is where, you know, this is, it, this is where it's going to go completely correct, you know, or completely and horribly wrong, which is probably more of the scenario. I think Barcelona, of course, is Barcelona. And they kept on to Messi and Coutinho's back, and they look good in preseason. Okay. Um, Sevilla, of course, as, as you put in fourth, who I think are going to be great. Lost Regulon, which is a big loss for them, but, you know, it's a left back. So I think it's, a, I think it's something that they can handle. And in third place, for right now, and I want to put a contingency on this prediction, I get to change it within three weeks. That's all I got to say. Because it's, you know, three weeks that's human Barcelona Get playing. to the point. I think Sevilla are going to get in third place. And Barcelona are going to finish fourth place in La Liga. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, it's... you're putting uh, – I thought you were – Building up for a Barcelona fifth. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. I'm not going to go that extreme. I thought I was going to hear, like, Valencia out for it. No, no. I'm not going to go that extreme. Or maybe Osasuna. Shout out. Osasuna. Yeah. Shout out to Osasuna, of course. But, no, I think I can't go that extreme. For right now, I'm going to put Barcelona fourth place, which is already probably kind of crazy. But, I, I, you know, why not? I think it's a possibility. I think it's there, to be honest with you. But, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on those games, um, especially the Raptors' and Real Madrid game in the next episode, um, along with a few of the other ones. And we'll shift over to uh, the Serie A, shift over to Italy, where we see match day one happening tomorrow as well. Um, and the no- most noticeable games, of course, or game, it's going to be Juventus and Sampdoria. Spencer, Juventus, do you think they're going to be able to win it again? And what about this game? Uh this game specifically, I think Juventus are, are going to start out the season with a 2-0 win over Sampdoria. I think it's going to be a straightforward start to the season for them. Yeah. But, and what do you think about that game before we jump into our 1-4 through four predictions for Serie A? Well, I think... I'm going to have to be with you. I think Juventus is going to come out and win. Uh, I'm going to go, again, notch higher, 3-0. I think Ronaldo is going to grab two of them. And it's going to be a great start to the season for Juventus, who I think they're going to retain. But, yeah, one through four. I'm going to go with Juventus at the top. Uh, per usual, I'm going to have Inter Milan at second. At third place, I'm going to go with Roma. And at fourth place, I'm actually going to go with AC Milan, who I think are going to be interesting to watch this season. I really do. Um, I think Matias is going to be happy that I said that when he listens to this. So you think both Atalanta and Lazio are going to drop out at the top four? I do, and I'll tell you why. I think Lazio had a great run last season. They just don't have the squad, in my opinion, to compete another run like that, top four. Atalanta, I mean, you know, Atalanta and AC Milan, I think, for that fourth place are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but, uh, again, this is one of those things that I'm not sure they can replicate that for the second time in a row. And I think Roma are going to be pretty, who have been kind of slow in recent years. I think they're going to be able to pick it up and grab that third spot. So maybe Atlanta in fourth, but I'm going to go, per usual, a little bold, put Atlanta in fifth place. What about you? Uh, you've been 
bust or I guess we both were kind of bold for the Premier League predictions. Yeah. I played it a little safe in La Liga. Mm-hmm. But Syria, I'm going to go for a, quite an upset. I think Inter are going to win the league. Come on. I think Juventus <laughs> are going to be I think Juventus are going to be complacent. Mm-hmm. Inter were actually very close to winning it last season just mm-hmm. Yes, or, no. but yeah, I mean, one I point, mean, but yeah, by point by points, they weren't, they yeah, were just one off. But of course, Juventus had a bad end to the yeah. season. But I think, I think Juventus are getting a little complacent. I don't, I'm not a big fan of their summer business, I'm not True. a big fan of the Jekko signing. So I think Inter are gonna finish at one, I think Juventus are gonna finish at two. I have Atalanta at three, and then at four. Come on, I'm torn AC between Milan. Lazio and Milan. AC Milan. I'm gonna go with the Lazio. Oh my god, Matias <laughs> not gonna be too happy with that. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the same top four as last year, but just in a different order. Okay. Okay, and we'll, again, we'll, we'll hop to those, uh, especially the Juventus-Santoria game in the next episode. Uh, of course, the game's this Sunday, 2.45. And, uh, to, you know, to wrap up to the last league we're going to cover for today, or, um, which was League One. And, uh, well, Bundesliga. Right, we'll get to the Bundesliga. But we'll hop over to League One for right now. And we've seen PSG go 0-2, and they were just got out of win against Mets and late at the end. But I think the storyline really has to be that game against Marseille where we saw five red cards, 14 yellow cards, Neymar accusing uh, Alvarez and a few other players on Marseille of racial abuse. I mean, it's just not, to me, it's not a good look for French football. What what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, it's really a terrible look, especially with the statement from the French president saying racism doesn't exist in football, which, which really... Just especially with a lot of the events over the yeah. past few years, the abuse to Sterling and really just so, the abuse to Lukaku. There's just so many examples of racism in football, which really should be a thing of the past and should be just yeah. long gone by now. But it's still very prevalent and it's very it's it's not a good it's not a good look for no. the president at all to be denying its existence. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, we don't want to dive too deep into that right now. But um, as you said, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, but of course, as you as said about the results, we saw PSG finally grab a win against Mets. And Spencer, let me get your one through four. I think we're all going to have a pretty similar one through four, but, you know, let me hear yours. Oh. Uh, you think we're going to have a similar one through four. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Out one. Out one. This may be a little bold. It's actually really bold. But looking at the way PSG has started oh, the season. God. Don't even explain I, I, it. Don't I, I, I'm joking. It. I'm joking. I have oh, PSG okay. at one. Yeah. At two, I'm actually going to put St. Etienne. Okay. Yeah. I think they've started off the season very well, similar to similar to how they ended last season. And I think they'll be able to keep it up somewhat and finish second. 
At third, I'm going to have Lille. I think they're a very strong team. They got very unlucky last year with injuries. Of course, Tim Weah uh, mm-hmm. is going to be back for them this year. And I think that's going to be a big boost. And then at four, I'm going to have Marseille, who started out the season well with a win over Paris and a win o- with a win over Paris, which we t- touched on, and the win over Brest. But they did just lose to Saint Etienne this past weekend. But I'm going to have them at four. Sure, I mean, yeah, that that would have been quite of a bold prediction. But at first, I'm going to go with PSG, of course, per usual. Second, I'm going to take Marseille, who looked looked good against PSG and actually won. They was looking like a strong team. At third, I'm going to go with um, ooh, third place. I'm going with Lyon. Uh, whether they lose Memphis to Pi or not, I still think they have the quality to get in the third place. And at fourth, I'm going to go with Montpellier who haven't had a strong season in a while, and I think it's about time. You know, they're still one of the historic clubs in France, and it's, it's about time they had a good season. So I'm going to go with them at fourth. But, of course, we will touch on uh, PSG a little deeper depth on um, the next few episodes. And to wrap up, we're going to go to the last league, right? Bundesliga, who we're also going to see kickoff tomorrow. And the usual suspects, Bayern, Dortmund, whatever, whatever, uh, we saw we see Bayern kick off tomorrow against Schalke and Dortmund against Washington Gladbach, Leipzig and Mainz and Mainz, sorry. So Spencer, let me get your one through four and maybe prediction on the Dortmund and Bayern game. Uh I'm gonna start out with the with the individual match predictions. I think both Bayern and Dortmund are gonna start out the seasons with the wins. I think Schalke Bayern are playing Schalke, and Schalke are definitely a team who are struggling right now. They lost their best player from last season, uh, one of my favorites, Weston McKinney. And I think I just think they're a team who, ever since that Champions League run where they nearly knocked out Madrid, have just been on the on a downhill slope. So I think Bayern are going to be able to beat them single-handedly. And Dortmund, once again, I really love their summer signings. I loved the signing of Jude Bellingham. I really like that they were able to keep hold of Jaden Sancho for another season. And I think they're going to start it off with a win. But going to season predictions. No, no. I mean, come on. I've I've been pretty bold so far. And I'm going to keep being bold. First, I'm going to have Borussia Dortmund. Before you start, let me defend myself. Bayern were wonderful last season. I think they won the Champions League, won the Bundesliga. But I'm not sure if they're going to be able to keep the momentum going. I think Dortmund were pushing them very well to the end of until the break. I think if... I think the break actually cost Dortmund. I think they were in great form heading into it and then just slipped after the resumption. And I think, I think they'll be able to keep it up this summer. I think I'm not sure of how well Leroy Sané is going to fit in with the Bayern team. I think it might cause some friction, but I think Dortmund are going to win the league. 
Bayern are going to finish second. Mm. Leipzig are going to finish in third. And I think Mönchengladbach are going to finish in fourth. So, to recap, <laughs> you're telling me okay, that the Champions League winners, defending champs, who have won the Are Bundesliga de- for I don't even know how many years now. Seven or eight. Yeah. And they add a guy like Leroy Sané into the attack. Okay. They're going to have one coach that won them the Champions League for the whole season. And while I understand Dortmund has these young guys, Holland, Reyna, Sancho, Hazard. I mean, the list is endless. You th- I, I don't see them competing with the the – the older, the older, more experienced guys. I just don't. I think, I don't. I think it's going to be another one of those seasons where it's close. It's close. It's close. And then Bayern and Dortmund play, and Bayern are going to smash Dortmund. They're going to slowly take a lead, just like it would have happened last year. And I think it's pretty bold of you. Um, that's not you know, it's, it's not crazy. I mean, Dortmund is still probably the second best, are still second best team in Bundesliga. But for my one through four, uh, I'm going to go with Bayern at first place, Dortmund at second. Third place, I'm going to go with Motion Gladback. And at fourth place, I'm going to go with, I want to say Leipzig, but they did lose Werner, so I'm not. Mm, I'll, I'll go with Leipzig, I guess, at fourth place. Why not? I'll go with mm-hmm. Leipzig. Um, that's going to be interesting, though. I mean, every year I feel like, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. I think that opening game, Dortmund against Motion Gladback, will be an exciting one. I'm going to take Dortmund in that game just, just over Motion Gladback along with Byron beating uh, Schalke. But, I mean, that does effectively wrap up the, the league's discussion. Spencer, are there any topics you want to touch on transfer-wise or anything else? Uh, I I think we covered it yeah, up. I think so. I think we covered it up for this week, and we will be back next week. Hopefully, Matia can join a, a full episode with us. But, yeah, I mean, thank you guys for listening. Um, Views are going right back up where we want them to be, and that's awesome. And we definitely can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, guys.